Welcome back to the Profit Your Knowledge podcast. Today's guest is Salvador Stefano. He is a very successful, well, according to him, he's not because he's very hard on himself. But according to the world, he's a very successful entrepreneur who essentially came from pretty much nothing. So he has a very impactful rags to riches kind of story. And um, he's just a cool dude. And we've been kind of, I was following him for a while on Facebook and then I forgot exactly how we decided to connect, but uh, we did connect and now he's here on the podcast and I'm just excited to hear from from him, kind of the takeaways and the lessons learned and everything along his journey. So Salvador, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing great. Appreciate you having me on the show today, James. Uh, how's life been treating you lately? Oh, excellent. Yeah, I've been having a great time. You're in... Um, Thailand, right? Or Bali? Which one? Indonesia. Th- right. It's like, what's the difference? Somewhere uh, in there. <laughs> yeah, somewhere in there. Somewhere in Southeast Asia. Um, yeah, no, I'm over here in Thailand. I'm about an uh, hour and a half uh, south of uh, Bangkok, a uh, little town called Jom Tien on the beach. Um, pretty much just a little uh, getaway for me here the last year or so. And uh, yeah, man, love it here. It's one of my favorite places in the world. Uh, every time I leave to visit back, you know, come back to the U S visit friends and family. I'm just like, by the time I'm back in the country for a couple of weeks, I'm just like, ah, let's go back. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, yeah. And that's something that you, you do a lot. We were kind of talking, you know, pre interview of like, you, you, you traveled to a lot of different places. You grew up in like Vegas and Florida and then you kind of jump around. It's just cool that like you have that kind of lifestyle. So I'd, I'd love to just kind of dive right into uh, a bit of your background. Like what made you decide to, go into entrepreneurship and what's kind of your backstory? Well, first of all, I didn't choose entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship chose, chose me. me. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but on the real, I mean, it was, it felt like it was really my only, really only opportunity I had. I mean, other than that or doing freaking porn, bro. Like, is, <laughs> like I'm not even joking. Um, like I got offered when I was young, but um so when I was a kid, uh, my dad broke his neck in a car accident, dropped out of high school, worked, you know, two, three jobs, uh, you know, started, you know, slinging phones in the mall to, uh, sell, you know, to basically selling drinks at the bar to serving tables. Uh, you know, just those kind of jobs were just about anybody could get, but you can make some decent money, you know, through tips and, you know, commissions, uh, right. And so that was like kind of like my first entry into like the world, you know, of sales and marketing and whatnot. And at that time, I just remember like no matter how much money I made, like it just wasn't enough, mm-hmm. wasn't going to be enough, you know, take care of my little brother, you know, sister, you know, mom, dad, and, and, um, I had two other brothers, but one of them, you know, was in the Marines. So he was like, you know, out, you know, well, this was like right when like, a little bit after 9-11 and stuff so and all the troops were over there so he was you know busy with that and um other brother he had something going on i don't remember what at this time but the point is it just wasn't enough and so i would even after all these jobs it'd be like four or five six in the morning whatever and i'd just go online and i'd be looking at these different websites uh to try to figure out you know how to make money online right that was the thing and like the first money I ever made online was, uh, was like poker stars or something like back in the day, like, you know, connected overseas with VPNs and stuff. And, um, but that was like the first real money I made online. But other than that, I, I stumbled across the internet marketing forums. And so for some of the older guys that have been around for a little bit while, those are stuff like warrior forum, uh, digital point, wicked fire. Uh, and these, on these websites, they talked about different methods and strategies, 
for you know how to build businesses and most of it was online based and then there was some stuff that would talk about like offline marketing you know things like that too like direct mail lumpy mailers so i first learned lumpy mailers um and so i would learn and, and read about all these things and like learn about bodying you learn about like you know people like you know cold email and cold calling and all these different things and I would try different methods and strategies and it, you know, it wouldn't work, right. It didn't work, you know, and that'd be like after like three to six months watching different stuff, mm -hmm. looking at different things, Googling things, taking courses. And eventually it just kind of dawned on me instead of like trying to go out and build a business and figure out all this complicated stuff. I noticed there was like these things called BST and that's where you could buy, sell or trade. Mm. And so I just went on there and was like, you know what? Like I can kind of do graphics. I've made like a couple things in my cracked version of Photoshop. Right. right. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I had like Dreamweaver, and I'm like, okay, cool. I can learn HTML, build websites. And so I just started doing some work for free and, the people I was doing the work for were like, Oh, that was actually pretty good. Right. And so then I started charging a little bit of money. I charged like a hundred bucks for a website, $20 for a logo, $5 for a banner ad, really simple stuff. Uh, but it started to add up really quickly. And I'm like, before I know it, you know, within like a month or two, I was making, I had like a $500 day. I'm like, Holy crap. But then I was just like, Oh man, like I gotta actually like do all this work now. Yeah. And so then I started, you know, outsourcing to people like Indy because I didn't like the coding designs. Like I'll do the designs all day. Like I had fun. I enjoyed that. But the coding and stuff and you know, I remember I called it as like P PSD to HTML, right? And then PSD to um, WordPress, which is for those who don't know, PSD is a Photoshop file. Mm -hmm. So I would like go into Photoshop and I'd use Photoshop to make the mock-ups of the websites. It's my favorite tool. I did Photoshop everything. I create everything in there. Mm -hmm. And so... Anyways, create it and then pay somebody like less than I was charging, right? And make a profit. So I pay somebody like an overseas, like 20 bucks to go ahead and code the website. Hmm. And I did that for a little while and I just started, I noticed other people on the website, they would, I noticed they would raise their prices, right? And as I was doing this, I was working with internet marketers. That's what they're called back then, by the way. It wasn't digital marketing. It was internet marketing. You know? Right. Digital marketing sounds cool, though. I like it. But, you know, it's probably why it's digital marketing now, not internet marketing. Right. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it was IM, right? And so and this was, once again, this is like back in like the Frank Kern days. This was like before Ryan Dice, you know, with digitalmarketer.com was Ryan Dice. This was back when Russell Brunson was still on his potato, you know, doing his potato, potato gun stuff. Yeah. Man. Like this was the era of that time, which, yeah, man, it's, um, which is, you know, kind of hard, it was kind of hard for a little while looking back at, cause I was like, dude, I knew, like, I knew these guys, I wasn't like friends with them or nothing, but you know, come across some different posts and stuff like that. Right. And when you see like these, or you start seeing everybody else take off, but you're just like nowhere. It's just like, or you feel nowhere compared to those dudes. Like, and once again, I was got to the point that like, I was having months where I was making 10, $20,000 a month, but I still felt like, you know, you were going nowhere. And this was like before social media was really a thing too, man. So, um, so needless to say, man, I had a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, 
issues. I was a very broken kid back then, you know, self-esteem wise, emotionally wise, all the, you know, stuff and trauma growing up, you know, I didn't really get into that, but it was a lot, um, uh, things I dealt with right outside of just trying to build a business. And now like, like I came from a healthy relationship, you know, with my family at home and, uh, wasn't like a I was in survival mode, you know? And so everything was very much just, you know, hand to mouth, right. Every dollar I made. Mm-hmm. And, uh, once again, man, 10, $20,000 sounds like a lot, but at the same token, you know, I'm hiring people and then yeah. I'm getting people not doing work and then having to high find other people. And then I'm having to refund clients sometimes because like, I don't, don't even want to deal with the work because I'm like, I got too much on my plate. Now I got to do all this stuff because so-and-so didn't do it. Mm-hmm. So I'm learning all these mistakes early on, uh, but I'm learning directly from these guys who know what they're doing. So I'm getting very good at a young age at things like search engine optimization, right? Conversion rate optimization. I didn't even know what CRO was called until probably six, seven years ago, man, which is like, I started 15 years ago. So if that tells you anything, right. <laughs> right. Uh, I didn't really know all the technical names of all the stuff I was doing. I just knew I was, and here's the big thing is the reason why people would use me to do it. I, and they would keep coming back to me is because my stuff got results. I didn't know what I was doing, bro. to me, it was just like, okay, I put some words on here that make sense, like in a certain order. And it looks like they sell like, you know, like ADA, just simple formula, you know, knew some basic color theory, right. Uh, learn a little bit like Fibonacci for like spacing and stuff um, and just play some very basic principles. Right. And stuff, once again, stuff I just learned from other people, other marketers, they'd say, well, you should do it like this. You should do it like that. Instead of thinking I knew everything, I would just learn from them. All right, well, you're paying me. So like, I wasn't like an artsy fartsy type, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't like, Oh, it's gotta be like this. No, I was just, all right, cool. Well you say it's that way. You're paying me. Awesome. And because of that, I got to a point, dude, I was charging thousand up to $2,000 for a single landing page at that time. Yeah. That kind of makes me think, I'm just like, man, like, dude, why don't I, I just like keep sticking with landing pages and not start doing all this other stuff, bro. And keep your things really simple, be like, like $10,000, $20,000 per page, you know, kind of like the old copywriters that how they would do that with like the newspaper ads for like, uh, you know, uh, car dealerships and stuff. Right. For sure. And so anyways, on the outside, things look great. Things like, look, you're making a lot of money. Um, but at the end of the day, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I didn't have any mentors. I, I just was, I had too much to lose to just quit, you know what I'm saying, and to give up. So that's what pushed me for so long. But I get to a point where I just mentally couldn't handle it anymore. And I just, one day you know, I just broke down and just, told my mom, like, you know what? Like I gotta, I can't do it anymore. I'm going to put a bullet in my head if I keep doing this. Yeah, man. And, uh, yeah. And it took me, took me, it took me years to recover from that before I finally, you know, open up another business again. Um, because it's, it's the, I'm telling you the success, man, of business is what's gonna is, is what really the true test is of who somebody is mm-hmm. and just where you're at in life and what your character is and how resilient you truly are. Um, when you're not responsible for much, there's a lot less stress in your life. It's a lot less stress. Sure. It's like, if I'm like talking to it's like, so like when I'm talking like buddies and like they talk about wanting to open up a business, 
first thing I ask them, I'm like, if you could, okay, would you rather work 20 hours a week and make like 20 to 50 grand a month? Or do you want to work? And, and you can keep doing that and grow maybe 10, 20% a year for probably the rest of your working life, for like 20, 30 years, if you want, right? Or do you want to work 80 to 120 hours a week for the next three years? Physical labor. And then keep working that for the rest of your life mentally. And always being on the clock and always having somebody to answer to. Mm-hmm. And always knowing that everything that you build can come crashing down at any second and having that lingering over your head every, all the time. Most people like, heck no, I don't want that. Right. <laughs> no matter how much the money, because in the beginning you're going to get paid peanuts. You're going to make dollar an hour or less. Most entrepreneurs, if even that, Yeah. Uh, if they even get to a point where they become profitable and they just didn't lose not only their time, but all the money and then the opportunity cost from just working under somebody else and learning all this stuff. So um, basically, man, like I went into it for all the wrong reasons um, and, and wrong understandings. And because of that, not only did it nearly take my life, but it took me about a decade before I was able to build my first business that did seven figures annually. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until after I was able to do that several times in a row that I really realized that mo- like truly like it's just it's it's never been about the money. The money isn't the thing that would drive is not, not what drives what most people would call successful people. They may think it is. Right. They may talk about it, but it's not the money. It's what the money brings. It's everything else surrounded by the money and. It's, uh, it's and a lot of times for a lot of us, and this is the difference between, I would say those who I would call who are genuinely happy, successful entrepreneurs, mm. meaning like they are just, you know, they generally like enjoy what they do. They have a good day that, you know, they're not the, you know, the, <laughs> the wolf of the wall streets of the world, right. You know, sure. like, you know, if you anybody seen that movie, um, but it's, the people that you see that are the absolute maniacs is because like there's a misalignment somewhere that has happened. And because of that, they have like this, there's this like push pull mechanism inside your head that says that you're great. And there's another side that says you suck. Right. And it get and the thing that's going to drive that success for that business is going to be reliant upon an owner when that's how they build the business. When everything is very much, when I'm putting getting to is that it's very much forced mm. um, that growth. And we all know the types, you know, you have the guy who's screaming and yelling at everybody, like they're going to hit their, that sales manager or that director or whatever, or even CEO, they hit the numbers, but everybody freaking hates that dude. And uh, you know, everybody, people leave the company, it gets bad reviews, right? You know, like everything else stinks around it. And then you have those companies where it's just like things just flow effortlessly. It seems like people come in, they do their job, they enjoy it, they get along. The you know owners respect the team, right? It's like it's like 
So it was like fantasy world stuff, right? Like you wouldn't believe it unless you've actually have seen companies like that. Mm. And it's the same thing that they talk about, you know, in the book, good to great, um, was level five leaders. Right. And so you can get to, you can build a business to millions, millions and millions of dollars. So you can build a business that does hundred million a year. You can be top Forbes fortune 500 and build that just on pure force from having a very strong visionary charismatic type leader. But as soon as that person's gone, that company's going to crumble. Right. So that's what I'm saying. It's uh, a lot of people who are building the, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs are out there. It's a house of cards, what they built. Cause without them, it falls, but that pressure, I mean, it eats at your soul and it just, it, it destroys you from the inside out Yeah, because you know, you can't escape it without giving up everything that you've built to get to that point. Yeah. It's, it is interesting how like people get into entrepreneurship from working jobs and then they just create like whole new jobs for themselves. They could be like you're saying, make substantially more money than they would working for like a company, but they're still like working all the time. And for me, when I got into starting my business, I didn't want that. And it took me like years, probably I've been in business for like five years. So it took me like the first three years realistically of just like, building skill sets and trying shit and failing over and over again. And I'm still obviously learning, you know, but uh, it took me like a long time to build skill sets that were actually valuable to people until I started making like real money. Like I had to learn like copywriting, for example, like you were, where I was like, okay, if I like change up words in this certain way or like, you know, break up the sentences a bit more, make it easier to skim, you know, and like keep people engaged within all that kind of stuff. Like, <laughs> absolutely. And like creating content and just like doing it a lot and being on podcasts and creating YouTube videos or whatever, just to like deliver a message better. Um, that was like the first handful of years. And then I started getting good at that stuff and then being able to help other people. And then I helped them make money. And it's like, that's where it really started to go uphill for me. Um, but even still, um, when I really started to get more traction, I really relied on systems to do a lot of the heavy lifting for me so that I don't have to, you know, like calls get booked for me through like my YouTube channel, which isn't even big. I have like 500 subscribers or so, a little bit more. And um, right, right. I get calls booked through that passively. And then there's core sales and different things like that. So you know, it's something where you can have a good system, like you said, where there, you could be a charismatic leader, but if you have a good system that can work for you and do a lot of those pieces, <clears throat> then, you know, your business can grow to where it's something that you can actually manage even as a solo or small team. Um, and that's just been my Absolutely. experience. Well, yeah. And there's a lot of entrepreneurs. I mean, there's a lot of, you can be an entrepreneur without actually running a business, the business either. A lot of people who shouldn't be the CEOs of their own businesses once they get to a certain point. Right. I mean, you know, it just uh, it is what it is, but it's a uh, it's it's tough, man. And uh, you know, and the what's on the other side isn't what a lot of people think either. I'm telling you, like the the most valuable things in life is it's not the stuff we see on social media. It's not the stuff you see in the movies. Mm. You know, you ask anybody who's truly obtained wealth, like they have that stuff, sure. And they're, you know, they're, com they're certain comforts uh, that they provide, right? But I know a lot of those guys that they give up, you know, all of it just to have certain people back in their life, right? Yeah. Um, just to, to not have to take back certain decisions, you know, that they've had to make. 
Uh, it's like, cause anytime the, the, the more responsibility you have, the more you have to make, be the bad guy and make the decisions mm -hmm. and choose between, you know, greater goods and lesser evils. And, True. um, fortunately that's just, you know, it's just a part of life. Right. And, um, there's a, a lot of stress that comes with that. Right. And that's why, that's why it's so important that people who genuinely want to build a business that's about more than themselves and they have a mission, right. And they have a purpose that they're actually building towards. Once again, that's bigger than themselves mm. to get to that point. You physically and mentally will not survive it. If you do, if you, if you don't put your mind and body through the discipline and training that it needs in order to endure those stress levels. And I'd say that's probably one of the biggest lessons that I've had to learn in life mm. uh, is realizing that for everything, all any output that you have, like it requires an input in order to give you the energy to do that. Right. And when we're younger, uh, we can get away with not eating properly, not sure. getting proper exercise, not getting enough, you know, sunlight, not getting fresh air, not having uh, closer relationships, right? Um, you know, with people. And even though we, um, and even though we get away with it at the time, really does like two negative things to us is number one is we're taking the foundation building blocks and we're chipping away at those things. So our ultimately, as we get older, we're, our support system isn't going to be as great as it could be by making those sacrifices younger, then nonetheless, you'll survive it, right? You can do stuff younger than you can older. Um, so that's what on the, on one side, you know, is what's happening. But on the second side, once you do start getting older, you're going to start feeling those effects from those decisions you made. And, and you just can't maintain homeostasis in your body without, you know, making sure that you're consistently improving across all areas in life. Right. Um, whatever's not improving isn't growing. And so, so that's why it's like, Every day you need to, you know, do something consistently, you know, for your health, right? Being active. And it doesn't mean you have to go weightlifting, right? It, it could just be walking, right? If that's your thing, go walk, right? Go sure. play tennis. Um, if you like weightlifting like I do, go ahead and do that too, right? Uh, but the point is, the more your brain thinks, the more physically active you're going to have to be. The yeah. more stress you have in your life, the more physically active you're going to have to be every day. Mm -hmm. uh, the more that you're going to have to have other people to rely on, to talk with, Right. Whether that's, you know, and then there's different types of people, right? There's different circles. You have your circles within your company. You have the circles within like your vendors. You have your coaches and mentors. You have your friends, right? Uh, and all these different relationships, they contribute different perspective uh, and, and alignment in your life, right? And so if all those different people, uh, if you don't have strong support in those areas, well, then it's going to be harder and harder for you to continuously grow in any of those areas, especially business. 
because they're going to start, all those things are going to start holding you down. If you don't level up those, if you don't level up your health, you don't level up relationships. And then on, on top of just your physical and mental health, right inside there, like you got to have faith in something, right. Regardless of what you believe in, um, you know, whether you want to say it's God, whether you want to believe in a freaking rock, like <laughs> whether, you know, you say it's yourself. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, but I know there's people who say like, it's just my, myself. I believe in like, but like, I don't care, dude. Like you get into the worst, you get to the lowest point of your life. You hit rock bottom. Yourself isn't going to pull you up no, no matter who you are. I'll pray to anyone, Gandhi, Buddha, <laughs> God, whatever. <laughs> but, and so what happens is when, when things are going good, we tend to slack off on our, and, not, and when I say faith, it's not just about praying and worshiping. It's, it's about, you know, the habits of being, you know, grateful and gratitude yeah. and um, being willing to, you know, share, you know, with others and stuff like that, man. And yeah. having, and once again, having something that's bigger than yourself, right? Your faith can be, you know, if you want to, if your goal is to end worldwide poverty, then go ahead. But I'm going to tell you, <laughs> when you, and they, nobody's going to ever, ever end worldwide poverty because it's not a, it's not a, it's not a money issue. Right. It never has been, you know, and once again, that's why more money you make the different levels of success, success you get at. It. And trust me, like guys, like, I'm at the bottom right there with you. Okay. You, you build a business. Okay. You're making, you're having businesses, you're building seven, heck, you're even doing eight figures a year. You're still at the very bottom when it comes to financial levels in society, guys, I'm sorry. I hate to break it to you. It might seem like, yeah, you're going to be in that top, you know, 95% bracket. Uh, once you're in that top 5%, there's a lot of things. Um, I think, uh, do get easier in a lot of ways. Right. Um, but it's not because of a money thing. It's because of a knowledge and understanding of how the world works and, and m money and levels of success when it comes to finances, really just has to do with your a level of understanding of how society and the world works. Because once you do, you can just kind of plug yourself in to like these like pockets of money that are just, I don't know, the best way it's like, if you're watch, if I was, it's like I'm walking around and like you're in the matrix almost instead of like code, it's like, there's just like these like streams of money that you see. And you, all you gotta do is put your hand in and you get the money. Um, but if you don't know where it's at, then most of the time you're just grasping for thin air and that's how people are. And, and then as people learn these different levels, you start connecting these different streams of money together and you start funneling them into one or two pipes and different pipes. And, you know, and you start getting to, it looks like now plumbing with all these lines of, you know, matrix code money going down them and the, you know, the super rich and successful, they've learned how to funnel everybody's money back to them in ways they can never understand, which once again, a lot of people are beginning to understand because there's a lot of information out there. But once again, it's another thing to hear in a movie or on a TikTok nowadays, right? You know, this is how things work versus actually experiencing it sure. and seeing it and then being able to implement and, um, and use those abilities in order, you know, to do something that's in line with your purpose in life. Right. Mm. And, uh, until you, until you get to a point in your life, though, where your purpose becomes larger than yourself, it's like you're blind to this fact because um, when you're not serving other people, like you're not going to need the point where you're going to need a certain amount of resources, right? Like most people are never going to be to the point if all of a sudden they just start making two, three, four hundred thousand dollars a year. 
like they're not going to look anywhere because the comfort is going to be, it'll be too painful to go past that comfort level. Hmm. Cause you got to be willing to lose what you have at that level in order to get to the next level, you know, of success, whether it's financial success or even bodybuilding, right? How many times you hear people, Oh, I hit a plateau. Well, yeah. Well, it's, it's yourself harder. <laughs> it is interesting. Cause like, I love weightlifting and I do CrossFit and that's been, um, I've been doing it for like six years now and I just love it because it's, it's hard. And that correlates to uh, so many other areas of my life, especially when it comes to entrepreneurship. Cause it's like, I know it's going to be rough and they start the countdown timer from 10 to, to go. And it's like, this is going to suck and I know it, but I'm going to do it anyway. And then I do it and it sucks. And in the thick of it, I'm like heaving, you know, and just like muscles are sore. I'm tired. My lungs are burning. Um, and just being able to do it, like, it doesn't feel like working out to me. I feel like going to a gym and like, you know, using a machine or something to me that feels like working out to CrossFit seems sure. like a, a game where I'm challenging myself, like mentally more than physically, because your body's going to quit before your brain does. And I was literally telling myself that this morning we were doing, you know, a bunch of stuff, but I was like, we had to do a 200 meter lap with uh, 50 pound dumbbells. And I'm, it's just like, you just got to grind and hold on to my freaking forearms are burning and everything. And I just kept telling myself like your body burns out before your mind, you know, and, um, just being able to like hit those, those thresholds and still pass by. Like, that's what I really love about it and what's been impactful for me. But like you're talking about with like plateau, it's like you could be doing, you know, bench press, just keep it simple or some sort of lift. And you get to a point where you hit that plateau and like a five pound or even a two pound increase is like substantial. No. It's like massive. If you can do that, because it's just like the mental aspect of that plateau. The other day we were doing, um, push jerks for five and I was feeling good that day, but, uh, we did, I did like two, I did my, I was like, my goal is two twenty five just to like rep that out. That'd be rad. And then right, I did right. it and I was like, okay, that was really easy. You know, I was just like feeling good that day. So then I did, I was like, I'm going to go 235, and I did it. And mentally, I'm just like, dude, this is like a lot, you know, like it, it seemed like a lot more, but then I did it. We ran out of time. So I probably could have done like 245, but I did it just like straight through and was just like, holy crap. Like your brain just psychs you out so much more than what you're actually yeah. capable of. And I think that correlates to entrepreneurship as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, uh, well, it's your best friend. It's your worst enemy or your worst enemy. And that's why, uh, Everything, pretty much everything I do, man, in my daily life is to keep up there going the way it needs to. In order to do that, you know, physically, emotionally, mentally, financially, all that stuff needs to be taken care of, right? And right. you start realizing um, everything in life is connected. You can't, like, everything, literally, like, there's not a single topic or something that you could tell me right now where I couldn't show you how they all connect to each other. And once you understand that everything's connected and I'm not trying to sound like uh, you know, yoga master over here or nothing like that, <laughs> but, but it's true though, everything's connected, man. And once you realize that and you understand the cause and effect of things, that's when you can like, when like Jay Abraham, he talks about seeing around corners, right? I uh, and, Jay Abraham, if you, for those who don't know him, like he's a very great strategist, um, you know, one of the top marketing consultants in the entire world. And uh, for good reason too, right? Guy knows what he's talking about. And 
the point I'm trying to make is you see the world differently. And once you're able to see differently and you're able to see clearer and you're able, you see how things are connected, it changes the way you do everything. And that's why, you know, like in business, that's why like morals and ethics and doing the right thing is important. That's why you're not just in business, but I mean, just in life, because right. you know, everything we, every negative thing we do, like it, it's, it's going to affect you and it's yeah. going to affect the people around you. There's nothing that, there's nothing that there's not a cause and effect to in life. You yeah. Know? Uh, John C. Maxwell, I remember hearing an interview with him and he was telling a story about how he went in, got asked to come into this, um, this big leadership organ or organization to work on their, their leadership. And the guy who was running the event was like, John, I want you to teach my team about business ethics. And John's like, what are you talking about? He's like, I'm going to teach him about ethics, not business ethics, mm. just ethics in general. Because when you work on like your own ethics, like you're talking about with values, like, I mean, I like to just keep it simple and I have three core values that I stick with. Cause I want to be able to remember them. Sure. Um, yep. So it's just, because it's like, what are your core values? You're like, Oh, I think like integrity is on the list. You know, I think we got, we got one of these. It's like, mm. you know, you should know them if they're really like your core values. So I say three to yeah. five, but I like three. Exactly, and, um, man. You got yeah, it. I have uh, integrity, kindness, and generosity. And every day mm. I think about it as like a little test where I'm going to have those values tested in some way with being, you know, of high integrity with myself, with clients or whatever, just doing the right thing. If I say I'm going to do something, then I'm going to get it done that day. Uh, generosity, you know, if I go somewhere and even just like get some coffee, if I'm not really leaving the house, but like I got some coffee for my girlfriend or something then like sure. I'll leave a tip, you know, that's showing generosity or like, opening the door and holding it open for someone, you know, like being generous and being kind, like those are the values that I want to show, but it also spills into my business because they're my values that match me. And it's Absolutely. like the business ethics things. Like you work on your ethics and your personality and everything, especially if you have like this type of business, like service-based business, like you're, you're the person, you're the guy, or you're the girl. And, uh, you got to show up and, you know, keep it consistent with your personality and not be someone completely different. I feel, I think you should just be who you are and that's going to help you be more successful. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, there's so many different ways we could go with that, but. Well, so you know, I'd, I'd love to ask you a question um, based on just kind of what you've been saying. Cause you've been, you've been in the game for one, like a long time and many ups and downs, like rock bottom multiple times. And you know, you've been according to society, not according to Stefano, <laughs> uh, you've been very, uh, very successful, but, um, I'd love to know, like, cause you've gained more experience in just your entrepreneurship journey and, um, just being an entrepreneur, what do you feel like has become more important to you and why to kind of encompass everything that we've been talking about? So be clear. What's you're asking like what's become like the most important thing to me about like why why I'm still an entrepreneur or when when acting as an entrepreneur being I guess, an entrepreneur. I guess as you've reached more success because what you've been talking about is how it's like, you know, even when you get money and you have sure. the thing that I feel like so many people are just chasing after, which is that money, like despite even having a high level of income compared comparatively speaking like what has become more important to you and why um in terms of maintaining that income but also just the other areas of your life and just like having more of that like balanced life where you do check off all the boxes and it's not just about yeah. the money 
Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, yeah, for me, I mean, it's basically it's been, it's been a complete 180, right? Uh, in the beginning, everything was about money. Now money is on the bottom of the decisions that I make for what I decide to do with my life. And now it doesn't mean that when I'm running a business that making money and having profits, not important, obviously, you know, that'd be silly. But what I'm saying is it's not what, it's not my driving. It's not, it has nothing to do with the decisions. It's not any of the driving factors behind my decision-making for what I'm going to do and why I'm going to do it and how I'm going to do it. Because anything you want to do in life, right? As long as you understand some very simple concepts, but there's only three things that you really need to understand in order to make money in life. Okay. The first thing is you got to understand branding. Okay. You got to understand marketing and you got to understand sales. Those are the three things that you have to understand. And to a lot of people, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of entrepreneurs have been doing it for a few years that they couldn't tell me what the difference between those three things are. Mm. So your branding, okay. Your branding is what you present to your market and how they and how they view your marketing. It becomes your brand. It's not necessarily what you believe is what your market thinks you are. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing. And what that does is that that creates awareness and it lets people know, hey, I'm a part of your tribe or I'm not a part of your tribe or your culture or your team or whatever, you know, whatever word you want to use, depending on what your favorite book is. Right. But you, people got to know who the heck you are. Okay. And they got to know where to find you. So that's what branding does. It lets them know they're in the right spot. That's a difference. You know, I could get into like the lessons between like a commodity versus a brand, but being able to distinguish yourself to a specific site, you know, type of people and who, are gonna, who, who have absolutely no other reason to buy your product other than the fact that they want to buy it from you. Right. Mm-hmm. Then you've done a good job branding. If, if you, if you know what those things are. Right. For, so let me explain the importance of this real quick. One of the companies I was a part-time owner for a short time as one of my clients, they owned a gym in Minnesota. So parkour gym, um, Parkour, you know, a lot of people think of like flips and Bond movie and stuff like that. It's just really just the art of movement, right? But they had that. They have like all these different classes and stuff, you know, martial arts, swords, really cool place. Only one problem with it. The people who are attracted to parkour are a bunch of young kids, broke kids who have no money and a lot of times teenage dirtbags, bro. I'm sorry. It's the truth. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes in their twenties. Right. Um, but, uh, it's, it's a very specific market when you start talking about parkour, mm-hmm. here's what we do with that business. And it's turning this around from this business struggling to getting ready to close its doors to all of a sudden within a few months, they're making $50,000 a month recurrent revenue. Here's the difference. We went from that to dirty, disgusting boys gym to, Hey, this is a clean, nice place where for, nerds who you know work for who work for software companies in minneapolis typically who are developers where they can go have a fun workout and not get bullied by jocks and have to worry about weights and all this crazy stuff and they just got to learn some 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 sweet ninja moves you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and so by changing 
the branding and the messaging and stuff, we were able to, you know, get our message across to the right people and create a community that has similar people. So that's branding marketing the whole the whole purpose of marketing in general once again like that's there's a little bit there's some nuance between branding and marketing and so that's what i mean when i say branding you can go in a dictionary and look up some different stuff but for our conversation sure and this that's what i mean by now marketing one of the the main function of marketing is to generate that lead generation that's that's the purpose to generate the leads to get whether that's an email list whether it's a text message list whatever whether it's your Facebook page you're bringing people to you're getting people somewhere where you can continue talking to them pick up the conversation right so you got to be good at generating the lead and nurturing those leads over and over again right frequency getting those taps in and so a lot of people drop the ball there. You know, they don't, they either don't have a list or if they do, it's just sitting there doing nothing or they send an email out once every few months for a promotion versus, you know, every single day, right? Two, three times a day, even. Um, they don't send text messages out. They don't call it, right? They don't send direct mail out to it. They don't do nothing. That's where they got so much money there. They spend all this money on ads or organic or whatever, and they don't do nothing with it. Mm-hmm. So third part, you got to understand, right? Once you, so at this point, we figure out how to get in front of people, the right, how to get in front of the right people how to convert those right people into leads and nurture them. And the last part is just sales. And at this point, if you've done the first two steps correctly, your sales process is going to be a lot easier. You're not going to have to do a lot of the hardcore stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just going to be a lot simpler, right? But if you don't take care of those three things, and this is where everybody, this is where a lot of new entrepreneurs mess up is they focus on their product. They focus on whether you're building a SaaS company off of like high level or something, or whether you're opening up a brick and mortar gym, they take, let's say they have anywhere from 10,000 to $100,000 to start their business. They're going to take 80 to hundred percent of that budget and put it all into the thing that they're selling mm-hmm. because that's what they know the best. Right? right. I'm getting into SaaS because I'm a developer. I'm getting into this. Uh, I'm going to teach karate because I'm a, you know, I know karate uh, and I taught it in the Marines. Right. People do what they're good at, uh, which is fine, but you don't have, if nobody knows who you are and you have no relationships, then you have no sales, then you have nobody to fulfill for. Right. And so, um, and, and, and uh, this is not to be confused with that sales and marketing is more important than any of the other business functions like operation, like fulfillment and, you know, finance and even leadership and management, right? It's not, it's not that's better. You need all of them, but I'd argue in the beginning of your business, sure, it, it's uh, going to be the most important. It's going to be one of the most important things when you first open your doors, because without it, you're just not going to survive. And it's like right now, I'm uh, we're, you know talking to another somebody that I know um, to open up a gym right now, and the first thing that we're doing, I told him like, dude, before we even launch this, you know, I asked him, okay, well, what's your budget? How much money do you have to open this place? He's like thirty thousand dollars. I'm like, cool. You're not going to spend a single dollar. You're not even going to go find a place to rent. Yeah, we're not going to find any of that stuff. You're not going to work on pro. You're not going to do anything. Hmm. You're going to spend 10000 a month for the first three months. And we're going to get two, 300 people minimum signed up. So in that way, you're at capacity before you even open. Like pre-sell, basically. Exactly. Yeah. But it's like, uh, like I learned from, uh, I learned it. He's not the first person to say it, I'm sure. But I first heard it from Matt Kafora. Um, he owns like 20 plus, uh, orange theory fitnesses, um, part of like Mike RC and his programs, um, over at loud rumor. 
But he's like, you know, you either you either pay now or you pay later. Sure. And I wasn't trust me, guys. I was a guy like I had no money. Every every almost every business I started I had less than a hundred bucks. Like I didn't have the choice. Like I didn't. I couldn't go to a bank and get money. I couldn't go to my parents. I couldn't go to family and get a ten, twenty, fifty thousand dollar loan. Right. That's what a lot of people do, though. <laughs> Yeah. You know, or they go or they get it out themselves. Right. Or they have a house to put down. So I didn't have any of that stuff. I didn't. I, I, when I say like zero, it was literally start with zero. So I had to learn those things. Now, people, on the other hand, who haven't had to. They make all those other mistakes in their business because they have the luxury of not having to make money right away. And they think that they're just going to be able to worry about it down the road. Right. Unfortunately. It's a very painful lesson to learn too. Yeah. You know, so you either, you have your time and money and, and, and in order to become successful in entrepreneurship, you gotta, gotta spend both and depending, it's going to take you time. Right. Uh, unless you're a trust fund baby or you're coming into like, I see it all the time, man. I've went toe to toe against these companies, uh, large franchises, um, corporations working against their, you know, like Basically, we work with a bunch of stores, then their their corporation, their corporate team, they have their own marketing agencies, right? And so we'll be taking customers and stuff. And then it's like yeah, I look at some of these guys and like they run these huge corporations, multi like tens of hundreds of million dollar budgets, and not a single one, not not a single one, but most of these guys I see that are working these like super prestigious jobs, like most of them never been in the field on the bottom levels a day of their life. Right. You know, they wouldn't know how to generate something from nothing because they have, you know, $10 million to blow through before they're, they're not, you know, profitable all of a sudden on a campaign. Yeah. Or you see what I'm saying? They have, they have a lot longer time horizons. They have a lot more time that they can go mm -hmm. with failure and they have a lot more money to blow because once they hit, you know, uh, a, you know, a certain return on ad spend, for example, for running ads, well, it does nothing matters before that because they have all the money in the world to fund. Right. But if you're a solopreneur, dude, and uh, you got $500 in your bank account and maybe $2,000 on your credit and you're running ads and you're spending 20, 50 bucks a day, like there, you don't, you don't got much room for air there, man. Yeah. Like, you don't got much room for air. And so, you know, you end up having to decide between putting enough, you know, like spending money on stuff and how much time do I spend on it? And what's the balance between that? And that's all at scale is at lower levels, you're typically spending more time then you have money and on the higher end you have more money than you have time. Mm -hmm. And so that's the trade-off, right? And so if you know how to build from nothing, well, then that gives you a, a significant advantage when you do have a lot more resources because you can take a, you can do a lot more with a lot less than other companies. So put it as simple, man, you know, somebody, uh, it's like one of those guys, marketing manager or for you know big corporation, right? And they got 500 locations, thousand, whatever. And they're you know managing these campaigns. I guarantee I'll eat the I'll eat that guy up all day long on a campaign, right? Yeah, because I've well, had to it, do it for less. Yeah, and you had to build up a different level of skill sets too, like yourself too. And it, it's just like, yeah, that's yeah. Well, well, I mean, well, he I probably feel, couldn't even like, build a campaign, dude. He probably couldn't even build it himself from scratch. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I feel like it's like the uh, kind of like the analogy of like if two people are overweight and one person just goes and gets liposuction for like that quick result, 
but they didn't put in the time and energy to build up like the nutrition habits, the fitness habits and the mental capacity and everything that like those, you know, it's just going to be a completely different person, even though if they got a semi-similar result where like they had lost weight or something like that. Exactly. And well, and the biggest thing, man, same thing, you know, heard since sports when I was a kid, like when I was a kid, you know, in sports, uh, like football, like I wasn't like a big guy or I wasn't big at all. But dude, I was taking down some huge dudes, man. Like, <laughs> and um, man, like, I don't know, I, I could get into the glory days. But the point is, I'm trying to make here is I was a smaller guy, but I would outbeat the people in multiple positions on the field who were stronger, better, quicker, faster, older. Mm-hmm. Heck, in wrestling, right? I'd, I'd wrestle people up to two classes higher than me in tournaments i'd run i'd do like two three different styles of that and two or three different work classes so dude, i was competing in nine essentially tournaments out once in a single tournament at times um anybody who's ever done wrestling before knows what i'm talking about sure. but you know when you have a certain level of drive or heart or whatever the heck you want to call it man like people like just can't beat it it's why rocky beats the russian and mm-hmm. was it rocky four i think it was it's because you can have every advantage in the world, but it's it's what's a, it's truly what's on the inside is going to get the results is going to keep you going. Um, and that's why just, you know, health and taking care of yourself like is so important and not um, just putting all of your baskets into just making money yeah. because eventually that's that's what's going to leave you broke. You're going to lose everything. I'm telling you, I've done it. I've had to, you know, I've whether I've exited businesses from selling them or just closed them or had to take bad deals. There's times where I've had, James, I've had to sell businesses. Sure. I might've exited them, but I didn't get a good deal. Mm. My first seven figure business I built, I only got paid a hundred thousand dollars on that business. Wow. $100,000. That's it. Jeez. Cause I made mistakes and I got, you know, like I said, I made, made mistakes, um, you know, as far as legally and dealing with investors and, getting pushed out and all and all this stuff. Right. And so the point is, is you can go and make $10 million this year and still be just as broke, if not more broke than you were last year. If you don't learn, you know, certain lessons. Right. But the good part is, is when you do rebuild, well, now, you know, next time and how to do better. And so for me, that's one of my favorite things is actually rebuilding because it's like after um, after you restart, it's like, you kind of like, you don't have the stress, you know, the pressure from anything else and you have clear direction. And when you've built up and you've accumulated different skills, you know, and knowledge and you know how to do things, even if, even if you had no money, right. And you take somebody who, you know, who has generated, you know, seven, eight figures, you know, of revenue in life, they're going to be able to go and generate money in all kinds of different ways, especially if they've learned it in different industries. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a skill like anything else, like, you know, jumping on a bicycle. And so for people, once people hit that level, I think, uh, and I've had to restart before and it's not everybody, right. There's some people who lose everything and then they end up just, you know, putting a bullet to their head, you know, or drinking themselves to death or heck jumping out of a window on the 48th floor of some skyscraper in New York. Um, and that's, that's like the, that's the stuff that happens um and that's sad but it's the reality of what can happen to you 
in this entrepreneurial life and journey, if your whole identity and what you do and your life and its purpose is just focused on that and you sacrifice everything, you sacrifice your health, you sacrifice your relationships. And then next thing you know, you're like Steve Jobs getting booted out of your own company. I mean, there's only so many people, you know, that have the resilience to go through something like that. Mm-hmm. And then let alone jump back into bed with those people again for round two or three. Right. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, like I said, you gotta be crazy to do this, man. Yeah. It takes a special kind of someone. Well, um, Salvador, I, I, it's been a great conversation. Thanks for sharing your stories and everything and the insights that you've learned along the way. Uh, where can people connect with you and learn more about what you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you can look up a uh, Salvatore Stefano. Uh, you can look me on Facebook. Uh, you can join my 150 something, whatever followers on Instagram, TikTok, probably the same. Um, but Facebook's usually the best way. You can look up SalvatoreStefano.com. Um, yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll see me around. And right now, uh, right now guys, like I don't have anything to offer. I don't have anything to sell. Like I just, I'm here because, you know, I want you to understand the other side of it, especially you guys that are newer getting started. Uh, you shouldn't guys like, once again, that's not to discourage you, but you shouldn't be doing this. It's not something to do just for the money. Yeah. Like it's only going to get you so far. It's like, if you're an NFL athlete, NFL athletes who do it just for the money only gets them so far. And even then, you know, well, anybody who's loved, you know, had an athletic career, um, you know, you pretty much, uh, there's not much left of somebody afterwards, man. That's how entrepreneurship can be. You know, if you don't truly have a purpose greater for yourself, cause you're just going to run yourself ragged and you're going to hate your life. But if that is you and you're looking for help like that, definitely want to find the right coach, um, who's going to be able to help you, you know, and guide you. Uh, it's not me guys. Okay. It's not me. Most people can't stand, you know, to deal with me as a coach because, uh, you know, I'm tough on people, man. And, um, but, uh, that being said, guy here, James, you should go check him out, what he's doing and doing some big things. So for sure. Thanks, bro. Um, yeah, I mean, for the listener, like take something from this episode. I know it was a lot to kind of unpack if it's just looking at your branding, marketing and sales, thinking which one is the most important for me to focus on at this time, you know, maybe all of them, but which one at least at first. Um, and I think like my kind of biggest noodle and takeaway, cause you know, you're someone who has been in the game much longer than I am. And it's, it's cool just to hear like that. It's, you know, and I, and I knew this too, but it's not just about like make the money. I firmly believe it's not, that's not why I got into it. You know, obviously you want to make money, but I, it's for me, it's to take care of, my family and friends, you know, and I love taking my family out. And if it's like $600 bill, it's like, I got you, you know, and I cover it. And I, you know, it's like taking care of the people that you love for me. That's what it is. And being able to have the freedom as well as the income and, you know, taking, I want it to be normal. Like this is kind of my mission that originally got me into entrepreneurship. I want it to be normal to bump into people in the grocery store and you can just look at them and see like this person's very healthy and fit, you know, and mentally they're clear. And then when they start to talk about like their relationships, like they praise their, their partner or their spouse and they you can tell like they have great friendships and their relationships are fulfilling. But also when they talk about the work that they're doing, whether it's entrepreneurship or even not, 
they're doing something that's fulfilling for them and that allows them to provide for those people. I just wish that that would be normal because it's not. When you bump into people, people like badmouth their partner or they say, oh, my job sucks, you know, and I, I hate it. It's like, <laughs> well, like do something about it. You know, they're just like not healthy and that kind of stuff. It's like, that's what I really ultimately wanted to get to and start to help people with and just finding different ways to to live into that. So um, the biggest thing for the viewer or listener is just to take action on something, you know, something that inspired you, it's sticking with you, a little earworm inside your your head. Uh, action is your only superpower. And that's all we got. So take what you learned here, get out there and make something happen. And we'll see you in the next one.